Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode at Truth by Bella. So as I did part one on the dating culture chat, today I have the pleasure of speaking with a dating coach. So I think this one will definitely be beneficial to anyone that listens to this episode today today because we don't always have it together. So sometimes we need to lean on someone to necessarily help us in this process. So Emanuela, welcome, welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited. So feel free. Um, I want you to introduce yourself to my audience today. Thank you so much, Bella. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for extending an invitation to me to come on your wonderful podcast to share with your listeners. My name is Emanuela Rodenberg. I am a dating and relationship coach, and I specialize in working with Christian women who are on their journey to finding out who they are so they can attract the right life partner. I am a wife. I am a mother. I am a woman of God. So I am so excited to be on a podcast with a woman who has a desire and a heart to to serve God and have a passionate about the word of God as I am. So thank you so much for having me today. So I'm so excited. Um, I even want us to kind of go back to how we even met. Uh, We literally connected on this awesome app called Clubhouse. I'm pretty sure everyone has heard about Clubhouse. So um, with that, I think something that's very important that a lot of people on the app if you're single, if you're in a space like I don't know what I ne- I'm necessarily doing, is just having that important that importance uh, part of connecting with people. So, just even going in a room, listening to the conversation, engaging has definitely been a different type of style for our I guess today age. So just to be just on there. So Clubhouse has been amazing so far. Definitely learning a lot, making connections as well. So one thing I kind of want us to touch upon today is. What got you into um, becoming a dating coach? What what was your experience in that? I love this question. People ask me all the time, and that's one of my favorite questions to answer because that is something I'm definitely passionate about. Mm -hmm. I said this word, it found me. I wasn't really seeking it out. And I always tell people, I believe we were all created with a purpose um, in mind, and we were designed to do this one thing that God, when he created us, he put this vision and this purpose in us. And I think, and I was one of those people that got really lucky early in life that I knew what my vision and my purpose was. There's a quote that says, um, there are two, the two most important moments in a person's life is one, the day that they are born. And the second one is the day to discover why they were born. And I think that is so passionate. I love that quote because I truly believe that you don't come alive. You don't connect with that passion inside of you until you discover your why. And for me, it took me, I went on this journey, not really knowing what I wanted to do, exactly how I wanted to do it. But I knew I had a passion that I wanted to help people. And it was a journey to discovering exactly how how I wanted to help people. I think I showed you my story that in college, I was a a pre-med major for my first years because I said I wanted to help people. And I thought the first way to do that was to become a doctor. I'll help people heal. But it was during my second year in college, I really um, discovered me and chemistry chemistry and I, we had no chemistry. It was <laughs> it was a struggle. It was a struggle. And that's when I really thought about, okay, well, if I can't help the body, I want to help the mind. So yeah. I became a psychology major and graduated from, from college, went into social work and still wanting to help people. But it wasn't about maybe 
four years after college that I graduated, I was working a nonprofit and still helping people and doing training and development that, but I still felt like it was, I was getting close, but that really wasn't it for me yeah. just yet. But I really discovered that I really loved the relationships and all my friends used to come to me for relationship advice. And, I started, like <laughs> yeah, and, and it was not, un- it took me some time um, that I really, and I started traveling and I became a motivational speaker and I had a great mentor and I was traveling and doing presentations and speaking and a lot of the other speakers that I was traveling with they started doing life coaching so mm-hmm. it all it was almost like a package thing if you were a speaker they were also calling themselves life coaches but I decided I'm one of those people I want to become a student and I want to be knowledgeable in anything that I speak on so I decided to go ahead and become a certified life coach so I took some training so I can become certified to really understand what it meant to be a coach and how what is the process of coaching people into transformation i didn't just want to be a coach you just kind of give motivation because i was already doing that and i noticed that you can give people motivation but after a while they're on this high while they're in your presence while they're in the presentation while they're in the audience and after they go home and that motivation wears off and they're like okay who am i again what am i supposed to be doing and they're kind of lost all over again so i wanted to teach people how to just how to transform their mind how to just how to do a transformation mm-hmm. and that's when i really got deep into coaching and then while i was coaching i was like i love the whole coaching about life, but I wanted to become more specific in an area. And I started kind of looking at different aspects of coaching and it came to me, I'm always finding myself back to that relationship piece of it what I'm really passionate about. So that's kind of how I became a certified life coach. And I decided to focus on dating and relationship. And while I, as I started to do that, I looked back over my life and I noticed I had always been a student of relationship. I was analyzing my parents' marriage since I was eight years old. I was looking at their marriage, their friend's marriage. And even the way I dated was so different. When I look back, I did it more like a guy. Mm-hmm. So I knew that was a long answer to your question, but that's kind no, of like good. I, I really <laughs> love that. I, really, I love that like how you're impact you're unpacking your journey because it wasn't just that one day you woke up and I was like, okay, I'm gonna be a dating coach. It's kind of like all the things around you kind of pointed you towards that direction. And that's something I like I always speak about when I think in unlocking purpose and identifying your why is that you need to analyze things that are around you like god won't just put you in one place and be like okay you're a doctor today maybe you start having a heart for people to like help them and that's where it kind of guides you in your journey so just hearing that is just amazing because yeah i'm just excited because and it's perfect that for season two that we're focusing on uh relationships because i think that's something that's very vital to your growth um you're able to learn so much about yourself and i think um, one thing that's even popped in my head was what you were saying about transformation is about you need to also renew your mind as well which the word speaks about that every single time when we go through the experience you have to think about okay how is this helping me grow um what did i necessarily learn from this and how do i move forward so one thing i kind of want to touch about is you being a mother of two amazing like two beautiful daughters how has that helped you how has that helped you um within the experience like what are some key things that you're teaching them or they're observing that you feel like is definitely going to be beneficial to them 
Oh my God, I love this question. Uh, you know, I became, I was one of those, I think when we were growing up as, as women, we had this vision, how we envision our futures. Not every woman, but I know I was yeah. one of women, you know, marriage and having kids. You know, I was one of a boy and a girl, just one of each. But I was blessed with two beautiful girls. And I, I'm just so in love. I just think I was, I think I was created to be a mother of girls because <laughs> although I wanted a boy, yeah. uh, but I think God chose me and I don't take that lightly to be a mom because my journey into motherhood was not an easy one for me. So it really taught me a lot about when the Bible says that children are a gift from above. Yes. Um, I think we take that for granted and I probably would have taken it for granted too, had it not been for my journey into motherhood and the challenges that I had to go through. Um, to have my daughters. So I cherish them and I think they're gifts daily and I check myself and I treat them as such. And I think because of the line of work that I get to do um, and having girls, it just takes my work to a whole new level because I know as when I when you have girls and I'm since I'm a mother, the girls are looking to me. I set the example. I set the tone of what they're going to be later in life. I always tell couples when and the reason I even I'm so passionate about relationships, building healthy relationships, creating strong family dynamics and building legacy is because I understand the importance of it. I tell couples all the time the biggest, the greatest gift you can give to your children is to have a healthy, thriving marriage. Because yeah. a lot of times we try to give our kids all kinds of things, but the thing that they're really going to take with them and they're going to build their families on and their foundation is really the example they see you in their home and how you interact with your spouse. Yeah. So I'm very mindful of that, that I am the example. They're looking to me, how I treat my husband, how I treat myself, how I, how I conduct my home and the way that I treat them them, how I pour into them. I'm very intentional about the words that I speak over them because I know words are powerful. Mm -hmm. And I teach my girls that, that once the word, you have the power of life and death is in the tongue. The so tongue be yes. mindful of how we speak to ourselves first and foremost, and how we speak to others and how we treat others. And just that, because I, I am blessed. I have two beautiful girls. I'm not even going to lie. Mm -hmm. My girls are gorgeous. But I also, I'm very mindful to teach them that beauty also radiates from the inside. It starts from the inside. So even as I tell them that they're beautiful, because growing up, even to this day, we go out and people are constantly telling them how beautiful they are. And I always have to go back and say, you know what, you're beautiful, but you're also smart, but you, you're also caring. You yeah. also, and I have to reinforce that because I don't want them to just get caught up on the external beauty. I want to make sure that they're beautiful on the inside as well, that they're kind, they're loving they're compassionate and making sure that I'm building them up in that aspect as well. That is amazing. This gives me so much joy because I'm even looking forward towards the future and stuff. And even I just even taking that back because I have nieces and nephews that I can also teach these lessons as well. So this is amazing. So I'm going to tap into um, something that you're personally you have completed was writing a book and your book was talking about how to attract a godly husband first thing how did you come about writing that book what led you into writing that book and what are some key things from your book that you can like kind of share with us so when people are interested into reading they know like what to expect 
Uh, that that book title, God and I wrestled about that topic, that that title for sure, because I was like, God, I, I had all kinds of different titles from for my book, yeah. but I remember specifically I was getting ready one morning, and God told me to title the book How to Attract a Godly Husband, and I wrestled with God. I was like, Well, God, not everyone wants a husband, mm-hmm. and not everyone wants a godly husband. Some people don't even want to get married, you know, they just want a husband. So why do I have to title I love it. Why, you know, how can I track a life partner? How to, how to get a man? All kinds of different top t- titles. Mm-hmm that I had, but God really convicted me. And he told me this book is not going to be for everyone. And that's okay. There yes. is a certain group of people that, that are assigned to you and that they're going to hear the title and they're going to get the book and they're going to be moved by the book. And that the book is for them. Mm-hmm. Because I think as business owners, as we start out on our journey into um, uh, being entrepreneurs and starting businesses, we want to serve everybody. We want to make sure whatever we're doing that everybody can participate. We want everyone to buy a book, and which it would be great. But I think one of the lessons that I had to learn, oh, and it took me a while to learn that, that um, you are on an assignment and God has specific people that are assigned to you. That's why there is really no competition when you are operating in your space and in your purpose, because what God, my story is going to be so different. My story is unique to me. So no one can yeah. tell my story. No one has lived my story. So my, someone could have the same exact same title as my book. And it's going to yeah. be two different stories and two from two different mindsets and two different places. So I wrote the book out of a need that I noticed um that people just didn't know how to choose the right life partner they didn't know how to choose how to attract and i wrote the book and i was very intentional because i also wanted to title it how to how to find a godly husband and god yeah. had to remind me of the scripture in the bible that says he who, he who finds, finds a wife yeah. Not she who finds, but not she who finds, but he, I mean, he who finds a wife obtains favor from the Lord. So God had to tell me as women, it is not our job to find because we have, and I had to switch talking about the transformation and the mindset had to really retrain women in their mindset of thinking that they have to be the one out there finding, oh, I can't find my husband. I can't find a man. No, your job as a woman is to really position yourself to be found by the man that God has for you. So your job as a woman is to keep yourself attractive physically, emotionally, mentally to be found by the man that God has for you. So this book, and a lot of people really get when they see the book, oh, I'm really going to learn now how to attract my husband. But this book is really about discovering who you are as a woman. It's really because I believe that is the absolute first step. And a lot of women don't like to hear that. And I think God strategically had me title the book because people have picked up the book for the title. And I'm telling you, this book is just a gem and not because it's my book. I hardly promote the book. Like, I don't think you even knew I had a book like a few minutes before we did the podcast. And it's because I don't talk about the book much, but people have been finding the book on its own because it's on Amazon. It's on, it's at Barnes and Noble It's on local bookstores in my city. And people have found the book and they have created book clubs around the book. They have took it to their church. 
and the ministries that have invited me to speak about the book and have created Zoom calls for me to come and speak to their church congregation. The book has just been doing its own thing out there. I haven't really been pushing the book. And the book is really about discovering who you are as a woman, your value, your self-worth, so that you can position yourself to attract the men that God has for you. Because one of the things that I talk about in the book is that a woman cannot effectively choose the right man for her until she knows first who she is. So you cannot choose the right life partner before you discover who you are, your powerness, how powerful you are, how awesome you are, how valuable you are, how you are one of a kind. And you have to know that about yourself and know the value before you walk into a relationship. Oh, my. okay. So you mean, well, unpacking that, that was, okay, first things first. One thing as you were speaking that popped into my head was when you were talking about different people can have the same title of the book, but the message is different. That takes me back to like an episode I did called Pushing the Will on how at one point I remember when I was doing photography and I was like, man, you know, everyone's doing this. So what makes me necessarily different? And I think that when we sometimes think about our purpose is that we all have individually an assignment. And I love that you even spoke on that because sometimes we forget, we just think about this is the path that we want to go, but God will redirect you if you are like just getting off the wrong path. So yeah. you will just see like little things that would just come back into play on where you need to go. And another thing that you said as well that I'm just so excited is that on how you wrestled with God on your title. And now you're seeing your book is actually bringing people to the book that's how you know god is a part of it and that's kind of it's so important because like, i was i think it like kind of it's similar to my journey when it came to even podcasting um i spoke about the importance of being still in the beginning of 2020 and i realized that when i took my break in 2019 i was like, okay god you know if this is something that you want me to do let people ask me about it and that was kind of like my journey that got me even back to even being motivated and the first message that he laid in my heart was the importance of being still because I'm so used to moving around doing this doing that and stuff that I it kind of like blocks out me having that focus time with God so since we're talking on partnerships so I took a dating break last year and I'm kind of even speaking on that um with another person of mine but with the dating uh, break, what are some key things you can uh, share with me and my listeners on some steps on how to choose the right partner? Because I believe that you spoke about that, that what one thing that motivates you to be a dating coach was that people didn't know how to choose the right partners. Like we're looking at the preference that we have, but we're not looking at certain things. So please um, touch base on like, what are some steps? Yes. Thank you so much for asking that. Um, one of the first things that I noticed, because I coach a lot of singles, my husband and I, we do a lot of premarital coaching with, with people who are engaged and a lot of couples as mm-hmm. well. And one of the things that I noticed, because, um, and, I, and, I, and I went back and forth a lot for a number of years trying to figure out who should I focus on, the singles or the marrieds or the engaged, because I wanted to help everybody. Yeah. And again, it goes back to you can't help everybody yes. because I was trying to, I was, because especially when you're marketing, what the singles are interested in is not what the marrieds are interested mm-hmm. in, two different stages of life. 
So I went back and forth for years. And finally, I decided that I really wanted to focus on the singles, uh, especially when I do work by myself. When I'm with my husband, we focus on couples, and that's a whole different dynamic. But by myself, I love the singles because I have so many friends who are going through divorces or they're, they're having so many um, problems in their marriage. And what I noticed, and it's sad, like some couples, especially for friends, I really had to, I can't coach you if you're my friend, because it was just too close close. And some of the things that I realized was if I really could be brutally honest, I really wanted to say, you just chose the wrong person, Mm -hmm. honey. You just, you should have never aligned with that person because you guys were never a good fit in the beginning. So, so I really wanted to help singles to really help you get it right from the start. That is a model that I really love. Get it right from the start. Because if you start right on the solid foundation, you have the right person. Because life is hard enough. Even in the most healthiest relationship, you have people that are paired well, they are compatible. You still, it's just called life. You know, you have two individuals, two different backgrounds coming together, two different mindsets, and you're trying to become one. So you're going to have, you're going to butt heads, you're going to have disagreements, but it helps if you are in alignment on the key issues. So even if you have disagreements, you will still come back together on the things that really matter. So I decided to write this five steps to choosing the right life partner. And it's a free PDF. People can go to my website, dearemanuela.com and get the free PDF version of it. You get an email each day to tell you really what you should be doing. And in my teachings, maybe because of my motivational background, I don't just want to tell people what to do. I want to give them steps. I give you work because there is process. I don't just want to tell you, girl, go be great. You can do it. Okay. This is, this is what you need to do to get to know who you are. So I wrote this five-step process, which is absolutely free. So please go to my website and, and get it full of information. It really could have been an ebook, but I was like, okay, just get the information and apply it. So the first thing I talk about is really knowing who you are. That is the first step. I will always go back to that first step because I know how crucial that first step is. So the five-step process, number one is getting to know who you are, your values, what are the things that are important to you? What makes you unique? What makes you stand out? What is your story? Why are you an asset? Why would you be an asset to any man, to any relationship that you would embark on or or get into you have to know that about yourself because otherwise you just become another woman out there trying to compete with everyone else and you don't know your unique factor because there is no other person out there like you and once you understand that about you there is no competition there is no competition to you because there is only one you you know your value and you can be still and affirm and stand in that and don't sell yourself short and settle so that i don't want to hop into that because you said a key thing um knowing why you're an asset and i think that if you're going into a situation thinking and don't know who you are that can bring so much confusion into your partnership you may try to um just bring that person to define you when you should already know who you are like you have the definitions to who you are nobody can tell you about yourself on who you are and stuff so that's important all right let's get into step two i'm excited Step two, I know, right? <laughs> Another thing about step one, because if you don't know who you are, you're looking for that person to validate, validate you. you. Yeah, because sometimes we become like a burden to our relationships because we're putting so much pressure on that person to affirm us. Do you love me? Do you think I'm pretty? Do you think I'm beautiful? Why you chose me? Because we don't already know those things about ourselves and we're looking for that person to affirm us. So that's why it's yes. important. 
Number two is to know what you to know what you want and need in a relationship. I talk to so many people. It's like, why do you want this relationship? Why do you want to be married? Why? What makes you feel like you're ready? What's your why? And knowing the difference between your wants and your needs, because I see a lot of people choose relationship based on what they want and neglect their needs. Wow. So they are in this relationship. They are starving. It's it's like you go out and you buy something that you want. It's very pretty, but but it doesn't fulfill that need inside. You still feel empty. Mm-hmm. Like you're shopping, you're buying to put on a beautiful dress because you're feeling lonely, because you, you're not feeling worthy. That beautiful dress is not going to really it'll just make you feel beautiful on the outside, but the inside you're still suffering. Yeah. So you have to know what you want and what you need in a life partner. So when you meet someone, you can clearly identify who's going to be a good fit for you. But how do you so that- look at that when it comes to relationship? Like, so what is like an example Oh, I give you a whole list on that PDF file. I give you a whole bunch of things to do questions to ask yourself and really making a list of like your five. One of the things that I do with with the people that I coach is I do a values assessment because I think that is really what really matters to get to know who are you at the core. Because we all have the surface level things that we want. We want someone who's handsome, good looking, all these things. But at the core, you first have to know who you are. Yeah. And then what's important to you. And then so you can quickly identify what do you need in your life partner. Mm-hmm. Like for me, when I met my husband, I met, I dated a lot. I was one of those girls who always had a boyfriend growing up. <laughs> but it was not until, you know, I met my husband. It was two years before I met my husband. God called me into a period of just being single and not being in a relationship. And it was very critical for me at that point, because up until that point, I had never been single. So I really didn't know myself as an individual because I was always attached to someone else. It was during that period that I learned to be by myself and really enjoy my own company and and loved it. And then and it was after that that I met my husband and it really it really helped me to quickly identify the things that I needed in a life partner, what my non-negotiables was. Like when I met my husband, I knew I wanted a man who loved God. I knew it. That was like, I could, it was a non-negotiable for me because I grew up and I saw the examples and the struggles and being unequally yoked. And I did not want that. So I don't care how good looking you were, how much money you made or whatever else. If you did not love God and had your own personal relationship with God, I was not interested. We could date, but you would never be my husband because I needed that covering. I need you to use because I wanted to follow your leadership, but I also needed to know that you had a leader, you had a head yes. that was pouring down into you. Yeah. So then you you had a head. There was someone that you were accountable to. Don't be accountable to me because you may not always be happy with me. But if you know God, you're accountable to God. It's not about me. It's about God. Yeah. So wait. So I. Oh gosh. So I'm. I know. I'm gonna be very excited because you just said something. Even with that, like, um, like me and Trish um spoke about in our episode on taking a dating break, and that is exactly what I necessarily did was take a dating break last year. And just like what you were saying, like, just um, I was at that point as well, just dating because. I was like, okay, you know, I needed somebody there. But then when I realized, man, I'm also by myself, like it was, it had me to take that decision. I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on this year just with me and God and understanding where is he necessarily taking me. And I always heard about like 
when you need to know who you are and stuff. And that kind of helped me that year of not dating. My friends were like, what? Like, how can you go a whole year not dating? And that's the thing. Like, and I always spoke spoke about it as well is that sometimes people make singleness as if it's like a disease. Like, why are you single? Like, what? I can never do that. And it's like, yes, you could. So stuff like that. Like, when you are awesome by yourself, when you know who you are, you're able to go into a relationship. You're able to go in there 100%. And you don't need to try to find somebody to fill that 50% and stuff. So that's something I'm I'm excited. All right. All right. You're speaking to me today. And everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to rush you to the last three. The number three is determined compatibility. And the way that I talk about compatibility, because just because a lot of women are choosing nice guys and not right guy. So don't we're confusing nice with right. Mm. Just because he's a great guy doesn't mean he's a he's the right fit for you. So you have to determine compatibility based going back to step one and knowing who you are. So making sure you're compatible on the things that are important to you. Okay. That's number three. And number four is choosing a person that choose you. I see a lot of people, they're choosing people that are not choosing them. So they're chasing and trying to make the relationship work. And they're putting in so much work. Yes, relationship is work, but it's not that kind of work. I think when we just say relationships are hard, it requires work. I think people are talking about it's it's the wrong kind of work that you're putting in and chasing someone down. But really choosing someone that chooses you and have a similar life vision and passion that you do so you can walk this walk together. So that's number four. And number five is making sure you fit into each other's lives. That is a big one, especially yeah. if you're talking about marriage. You look in their family dynamics and how you fit into their family, how they fit into yours, how do your friends, close friends um, mesh together. That is so important uh, because I know one of the things for me growing up, you know, I saw so many couples like who didn't like their in-laws. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my, I said, and I, and I prayed and being specific in my prayer, I said, God, I want to love my in-laws. Yeah. And I do, I do. I love, love, love my in-laws. And that was important for me. So to, to feel, make sure that you fit into that person's family, because yes, you are marrying the whole family. And if you don't like the family and this, you want to be a great addition to their family. You don't want to create division. You don't want every time you have to visit his mother, it's like a fight or you want to, you want to be like a great addition yeah. to their family and not someone who's going to disrupt the flow. So those, those are the five oh steps. And like gosh. I said, I go into detail about it. And I also have a course for those when I did a recorded video for those who want to go deeper and get some more questions answered. So that's also available for people who are interested in it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much gems. Like, I appreciate you so much for sharing this. One thing that kind of I wanted to ask was when people are looking at compatibility, should they pay attention to their zodiac sign? Should they pay attention to the uh, what kind of foods the other person eat and see if that's a match for them? What do you think on that? Um, that's up. If if a person is into that, if in the, if they're into zodiac signs, if they're into specific foods, mm-hmm. then that is something they should pay attention to. Mm-hmm. It's all about what that person values because we value different things, mm-hmm. and certain things are deal breakers for other people. For me, it was not. It wouldn't be a deal breaker because I'm not into zodiac yeah. signs. But for someone that for someone who is, because you know what, whatever we believe in yeah. is it, it's our truth. 
So if a person believes in zodiac sign, like I believe in Jesus because Jesus, I've tried Jesus. Jesus worked for me. I'm a student of Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, like if a person did not have that relationship, I just couldn't build a life with you because that's what, that's my core foundation. That's, that's my rock that I wanted to build upon. So it's really about what that person values and what's important to them at the core. That's good. Because, and I also think about it as well, that as well as you're looking at compatibility, I feel like the important portion is if this person is suitable for where you're heading at. And that's why you're just saying that making sure like find someone that chooses you and see how they fit into your life. And people always ignore that. um, I guess those little things within the dating courting process that may arise. And I think that's very important. Like if the little things are like bothering you while you guys are dating, I always heard that it magnifies when you get married. So if you don't address them, it like, yeah, so you can even attest to that as well. Right. Yes, for sure. I, I That's one of the things that I really, my first year of marriage, mm-hmm. um, even as I dated my husband, because I was one of those people like, I didn't, I'm an introvert, so I don't really like to talk. I would hold things in. But I knew that is like the biggest poison in a relationship. Yeah are those unspoken things that you are harboring in your heart. And they're like, they start off very little. And anything that starts off very little, if you don't address it, it just it's begins bigger. to grow and fester and then you grow into bitterness. And before you know, and that's how a lot of divorces happen because there is something small that's bothering one person in the relationship and they don't speak up about it. They just say, it's okay, you know, it's okay, it doesn't bother me. And, it, and it's really bothering yeah. them. And the person keeps doing it because you never brought it to their attention, giving them an opportunity to fix it or to work on it and you just kind of keep boiling and boiling everyone has the point yeah. you're just gonna explode and then you exploding and your and your partner's like what's wrong with you and you're trying to explain to them something that's been bothering you for five years and they can't relate because they're like well you've been fine for five years you've said yeah. nothing and i assume everything is fine so why are you making it an issue now and the person cannot understand how to go back five years and fix something and and that that's the beginning of the deterioration of a relationship. Yeah. So you really have to speak about the things that really bothers you. And so you can really work on it together as a couple. So you to, it doesn't eat away at the relationship slowly. Yeah. And even that was the important aspect of that is communication. Like if you're not able to communicate, those are key things you should look at while you're dating as well. Like what is that other person's communication styles to pay attention to those things? But okay, so I think we've definitely helped the singles because you've definitely blessed me with this episode. I'm so excited. I'm so thankful. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time out to join into today's episode. But I want to know where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? So feel free to share, Emanuela. Yes, absolutely. Um, I have my book, How to Attract a Godly Husband, which is on Amazon. You can go to Amazon and look that up, or you can go to my website, dearemanuela.com. Mm-hmm. Um, on my website, I have those five steps, how to choose the right life partner, which is, I'm really, really, that is like my big thing that I'm working on right now, really teaching people how to choose right. Yeah. 
because there are so many options with online dating and all these things, all these apps, you just swiping. And there's so many people, even on this new, you know, Clubhouse app, you are meeting so many people. But how do you identify who's going to be a good fit for you? So that information is really close and dear to my heart. So please go to my website, get a copy of that, join my email so you can stay in tune with different things that I'm going to be doing. And my Instagram is, the handle is dear, at Dear Emanuela. Yes, so I'm going to tag you in this episode. So even I'm with like that, that as well, your podcast will be resurfacing really soon. So I'm excited yes, for that. I know, so I know. I'm definitely going to interview yeah. you as a single on my podcast I'm when excited. I get it up and running. So it's just so many things that I have going on right now. But I do have my podcast that come out on the 15th um, of every month. I have some things to still work on, but they're they're still out there in the meantime on the 15th. So I just dropped an episode last week. So another one should be coming out the 15th of next month. So definitely we can check that out. And that's also at Dear Dear Emanuela podcast. So I'm excited. Um, Like I said, once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Emanuela hosts a room on Clubhouse. So make sure to connect with her on Clubhouse. So Christian singles, listen, you can find your mate on Clubhouse. So, or you never know. But um, I'm just I'm just so excited. I'm so glad because this is really a blessing. And I feel like a lot of people miss out on analyzing the importance of their relationships. And they find themselves just hopping into like something that they were like, man, I should have known this. I should have seen these things and stuff. But it's always important to analyze whatever relationship you're in, um, whether it's friendship wise. Like, I think that in that as well you can you can assess like if this person is a good friend are we really compatible to be friends and stuff like not just because we knew each other growing up but there are certain things that you pay attention to so i'm just thank you so much um i just want to close out with just encouraging anyone that listens to this episode here please let us know reach out to us on how this episode blessed you some key gems that you took away and i look forward to seeing you guys soon make sure to subscribe okay have a blessed day bye bye